Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is The Burning Stars. It was written by David Conyers, and it can be found in Terrors from Beyond. I am the Game Master, and this is Episode 5. Our recap will be given by Alex Sun as his character, James Sterling. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Alex? Thank you, Tom. This is my confession. I've had an epiphany. Woken up to find out that I've realized... Uh, to, and realize that I've lived a life of privilege and evil. I'm not a good man, and I found that out in the worst way possible. I am an arms dealer. My guns have killed many men and women, some of them even American. The allegations are all true, and lying to myself isn't going to make it any better. Truth has come back to me after a strange dream. I sent my son Jack to Haiti to facilitate the transfer of firearms to the U.S. military and another set of inferior firearms to the Haitian rebels. During this, I lost contact with him and I dropped everything to find him, taking Sean, Donna, and Amy with me. I hired two detectives, Dirk Kessler and Guy Randall, to assist, and so far they've proven competent. Our group found out that Jack was abducted and taken to the hills, taken to a star pool to be sacrificed after he cut himself with a cursed green stone. When we originally went to the star pools to bring Jack back, we ended up with our minds scrambled and waking up at the military base days later. We retraced our past movements and found out that there is a curse on us. The locals, they give us these awful looks, and we found odd tarot cards in inexplicable places. A fortune teller says that we've been marked by Baron Samity. Maybe this is punishment for my folly. A Madame Josephine says that we have to kill Jack to release him from the cult's clutches before Fet Getty, which is two days from now. To do that, we need to get to the star pools again, but protection from the mind scrambling will come at a cost. And I found out that my only child left, Donna, has decided to sacrifice herself to pay. It should have been me. I've effectively lost both of my kids. My empire has uh, mounted to nothing. The cult's going to suffer for what they did to my family. I will make sure of that. And to do that, we need to meet with the rebel leader, Sebastian Senegal, to help us combat this cult that intends on using Jack to end the world. We have a meeting with him on his terms. This pressure is insurmountable. God forgive us for what we are about to do. Excellent. <clears throat> so you've woken up uh, on the morning of the 31st after having a strange dream. And uh, as I recall, you've all gathered together. What would you guys like to do? You all just experienced that too, right? Yeah. Wish I hadn't. Well, I, I mean, there's just been too much weird shit going on for me to really have any doubt about what we have to do now. I'm usually a fairly skeptical guy, just facts. 
but it's a lot to take in. Well, there's just no rational explanation for all this. I mean, we have no choice but to believe what we've been what's been put in front of us. I mean, yesterday was the strangest day of my entire life. It's only been like barely 24 hours since we woke up in that hospital. I mean, just trying to think about this in a way that I understand and know how to think. I mean, it just gives me a headache. Just Yeah. I think we need, we just need Senegal on our side and you should be able to tell us more about this cult. I think uh, I've got a bargaining chip. I might as well just offer these guns for free to him. Yeah. is going to be pretty helpful. Um, anything, anything he could tell us on these guys. That's not very profit-seeking of you, Mr. Sterling. No, but this cult, this cult that uh, Madam Josephine told us about, this cult has to suffer. He's a new man. Seems that way. Plus, it's like we've got Sterling Industries as playing investments. What's these shipments mean in the grand scheme of things? Not much. Yes, thanks, Sean, for clearing that up. <laughs> Sheepishly drinking my coffee. Yes, no one should accuse James of too much charity. I'm not well, going to respond to that. People can change. They can, and seldom do. The sass out of this one. Well, what what can we do right now? Because right now, Senegal said that he's going to have a meeting with us, but we don't know when. It's going to be on his own terms. I mean, honestly, right now, I, I feel like I can't really think of any more direct leads off the top of my head than speaking with him. It might be way, best to bide our time at the moment. Is there anything else we're missing? Uh, let me check my notes here. I certainly don't want to go marching off into the hills until we speak to Senegal. Seems to me we've been pretty thorough. I mean, what do we think about the the inspectors, the military? Do we think that their angle is as simple as it seems, just to stop just to take the Sterling family down, or do we think that there's something else going on with them? I don't know. I mean, I feel like that's the, the most obvious thing, but uh, I mean, if we really wanted to be bold, we could try and meet with Medwin again and ask him specifically why he's put these restrictions on us. That'll probably get us some kind of an answer, but I don't know. I don't really like talking to those guys. Do you think they know about the cult? Uh, maybe. The military? They probably think that all Haitians are a cult as far as they're concerned. Why don't, um, what about this? Dirk and I could go talk to Medwin. We're not tied in with you guys. <clears throat> we don't really True. have fight. Um, and just ask him right out. Why are you following them around? What are you guys doing? Okay. Works for us. I mean, again, also they know that we forgot mm -hmm. everything. And so, I mean, that's also the perfect cover. I mean, yeah, I know what James is up to now. I've read the dossiers and all that. They don't know that. True. 
You know what? While we're still here at the the hotel, let me let me peek out this window here. See if they've got any guys out there. You're muted, Tom. You're muted. Sean, you don't even need to roll for that. You look out the window and across the street to little ways, uh, the cafe, you can see two officers sitting there so that they can see your hotel. Okay, yeah, we got goons out there. Who are those guys? Well, I mean, I think if we kind of think about it, you know, we've been uh, confined to this island. They won't let us leave. They've been following us around, but they haven't directly engaged with us. So I'm thinking that that they're of the belief we're going to lead them to something or someone. Yeah. So I'm thinking they don't have all the information either. Um, now, their angle could be very basic. Uh, it could be they want to capture this Senegal character, for example, um, uh, you know, or, or maybe they're looking for some kind of connection with this uh, uh, gorillas out in the, the jungles. So those are just I think you're, I think you're right, Amy. And I'm so glad there's somebody else of intelligence in this group. Thank so. you, Donna. <clears throat> You know, I'm not just a blockhead, Donna. Right, not just a blockhead. You're a blockhead with a gun. My apologies. Yeah, he's got a body, too. You know, I was thinking if we do talk to, if Dirk and I talk to Medwin, that also might give us information on what they know, too. That could be useful. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could turn, I mean, because then, you know, they might be way off base, which would be good for James. I mean, the name of the game would be giving as little information as possible while getting as much information as possible from them. Well, you know, this. The eyes do, Dirk. You know, this is a pretty, uh, a pretty bold proposal. But if we find the location of this, like, cult, Tight, the, the these star pools and the like whatever it, it might wouldn't it be possible to like mislead the military and you telling them that like that's like a Kakos rebel base or something and try and see if uh we get guns on our side that's what i was thinking uh guy and dirk you can say you have information on me if that's what they want Who's to say if, if if they get the first hint that we know something that they don't on you, that they don't just detain us until we tell them? That's true. The U.S. would never use torture on its own citizens. What? <laughs> hmm. And other lies to tell yourself at night. <laughs> uh, you well, guys- I, I feel like I should stay here at the resort and wait for Senegal signal well actually this, this, this seeing those guys out there brings up a new problem because I I think the most likely thing is that those those O and I guys they want to find Senegal so if we just sit here and wait for Senegal to contact us he's not going to contact us when there's guys taking out the the hotel of course he, gotta... is. he can slip us a, a message 
and then we'll wasn't we'll that leave. In, uh, James wasn't something in your son's journal there about how he went to the uh a bad part of town the southeast part of town or something like that and yeah so we just that walked was the there. last that was the last thing Jack ever wrote Yeah, sorry. I mean, it's it's obviously risky, but I, I don't think we're going to be getting any messages coming to us while we've got guys watching us. So I think we might have to go, you know, to the more slum part of town. I mean, but where 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 else would a criminal come up and contact you? Where it's where things are rough. I mean, Senegal. If he is this guerrilla warrior, then he'll have eyes everywhere, and he should be able to reach out to us if we're just walking around. Like, look at us. We're all American. Yeah. So do we want to, should Dirk and I go talk to Medwin and the rest of you go somewhere where Senegal is more likely to contact you? How are we going to keep in touch though? How am I going to know? Yeah, that's the, that's the real big issue. We'll meet up back at the, the hotel. It's, it's been working, I guess. What is it that you want? What is it that you hope to get out of Medwin? Well, I would just like to rule out any sort of other motives other than just straight up bringing James down. If they're yeah. up to anything else, if they know about any of this occult activity, if they're doing anything about it, um, I'd just like to rule it out. It's unlikely, but I'd like to know. Um, well, one, the O and I, the O and I guys that we have spoken to seemed very cautious or almost fearful of medwin and two we've been in that facility for several days but shouting who knows what i think they know already know a great deal well we've also learned a lot potentially more than we even knew back then so Maybe we could play. I mean, we could always make a play for information uh, exchange and uh, find out, try to find out. It seems to me that the most likely scenario with military involvement would be they were doing some my, enemy of my enemy is my friend thing, like with the uh, supporting the cult to defeat the rebels. Um, and if that's not happening, maybe they just aren't involved at all. and They just have no idea what the hell's going on. Well, and we might also stand to learn what they may or may not have on James. Exactly. And if they have some, I mean, this is even more wild, but if they have some like weapon, <laughs> weapons depot or something that we could get a couple of uh, missile launchers out of or something, that would be useful. This is getting more complicated. Uh, yeah, that's a little missile? pie in the sky. Maybe. Donna, how is your hand? Got points in artillery, bro. My well, hand you know. is fine. Do is do I see that it's other fine? than the scales? Do we? How oh, you're muted? I'm wearing a glove. Yeah, you put you put a glove. Okay. On. No, my hand is fine. Okay, doesn't doesn't hurt. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your discussion is good. You're you're figuring things out, trying to. So should we? I suppose we just take a walk in the shady part of the city. All of us. 
Yeah. For now. Do we have any other leads to follow up on? Other because than... we've already talked to Josephine and we've tracked down Medwin. I I think we've been pretty thorough here. Um the only other thing I can think of is is I, I remember seeing um a guy in the cemetery with a big top hat and a coat. I don't know if that would be worth following up on or not. Yeah, we'll just talk to Baron Semity. Sure. I think you had the opportunity to do that, but all of you were a little too scared to do so last night. Well, it'll be another night. Well, I can't just sit around. I'm I'm, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. We've got it, boss. We can go get found. Bye. Yeah. So let's make sure we lose the goons. They're not going to follow us in the shady part of town. That's true. Are you sure you want to skip out on Medwin? That's fine with me if you guys don't don't want to talk to him. Well, I mean, we've still got several days here. I mean, That's you know, true. we might learn information from Senegal that will make us want to talk to Medwin even more. It's not it's not something we should necessarily rule out, I think. And uh, I also want to find the location of those star pools first. Uh, again, Apparently, we asked farmers, and we found the location initially. Senegal might know. Oh, he'll definitely know. So that would be probably past the poor part of town, where the farm is. All right. Yeah. I mean, the poor part of town is the southeast, and the hills are to the east. So adds up there's a lot of poor parts of the town <laughs> that's true yeah we'll just walk in the direction of the farms eventually we're going to pass the poor part all right are you girls staying here or um donna were you going to go or were you going to stay Well, I would hate for the Senegal to decide to turn them at the hotel and have nobody be here. Hmm. It could actually be a decent distraction for you guys if we stayed here. Maybe we could... Uh... Yeah, perhaps Amy and I will walk out front, smoke a little bit, get the O&I guys to watch us. and Good thinking. Works for us. Back. Okay. Okay, so it's probably about 9 a.m. Um, you guys have, have eaten, uh, and uh, how are you going to do this? Is Donna and uh, Amy going out first, uh, and then you're yeah, leaving? we're going we're going out first, and okay. we basically are just going to get the O and I people to follow us away from the hotel. Okay. Or a bit, and then we'll just go back to the hotel, I think. All right. So we'll say that Donna and Amy are going to go out, smoke, and then maybe go to a cafe down the road. Um, so as you make your way down the road, you do see the O&I people taking an interest 
And as you get just far enough away, they stand up and pretend like they're leaving the cafe that they're at. And they are keeping their distance, but they are keeping an eye on you at the same time. All right. The rest of you, uh, James and Guy and Sean and Dirk, uh, you are going to walk around in the seedier part of town? Yeah. Okay. Um, as you get towards the, uh, you know, the edge of the really nice area, uh, it's daytime, so you don't really have to worry about it. Uh, nobody's going to come running out of their, the building and stab you all to death for the cash in your pockets. It's not that uncivilized. (laughs) Um, uh, but, uh, what are you guys going to do? Just see the sights? Yeah. yeah can, is the graveyard around? Oh, yeah. If you want to walk over towards the graveyard, sure. Um, yeah. Uh, graveyard is huge. It's uh, They're still in the process of decorating. They're putting up large black crosses here and there. Um, some of them fitted with candle holders along the, you know, the cross beam. Um, you see people dressed in fairly uh, bright colors uh, but it's like they're, they're getting ready ready for uh, Fet Getty right. I'll, ask, I'll actually approach one of the locals okay um, so what exactly happens during Fet Getty do you have like a schedule no we uh, you know this is the the night of the dead the uh, we uh, we say prayers we offer libations we uh, give uh cups of coffee and uh and rum to the uh the loa to uh, uh, uh baron samedi and uh Mad- madame brigitte and uh we pray for our uh safe passage to the other world and we pray for the safe passage of those who have died before us mm. um it's like a big party we dress up in fancy clothes and so you start uh tomorrow night and just tomorrow party. tomorrow tomorrow after church tomorrow after church after noon uh it's usually around yeah it starts around noon and goes all night long everybody stays up everybody drinks and and uh sings songs and prays and lights candles everywhere that's quite a celebration when is the we, we take it very serious the uh we have to appease the uh the Baron Samadhi and the Getty family or so that uh our people will get to the other side. What's the uh the climax of the celebration on the second? What happens then? Well no no climax really. Just uh when the when the clock strikes uh you know, midnight, then uh, we all finish. That's on the second. When the second turns into the third. I see. Really, it winds down a little bit, you know, gradually right there at the end. Some people are very tired from being up for two days. Oh, I'd imagine so. But uh, we do this every year. The spirits live amongst us. They're all around. 
They're watching us all the time. Let me look around. Hey, do a spot hidden for me. <clears throat> 14. That is two away from an extreme. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll spend want, luck to get an extreme. Do you want to make it an extreme? Hell yeah. All right. Um, as you're standing there, what you see first out of the corner of your eye in the distance is a top hat and a flash of purple. And as you turn and look, there is someone in a long coat with tails. It's black and it's got purple trim on it. He's wearing a, a top hat and he has a cane as he's walking along. And people are, you know, sort of bowing to him and he's dancing around a bit. Uh, he's maybe about 50 feet away from you down the, the street a bit. And is he dressed like Baron Semity? Yeah, I mean, if that's, yeah. He's got white paint? Well, you can't really see his face, but. Okay. Well, why don't we he's... saunter on over there and continue our walk, gentlemen? I think I see Baron Semity. Is that really him? No. I mean, what if it, what if Probably it's just not. someone that's that's dressed like him? Well, I want to see his great. costume. Wow. All right, boss. All right. So you guys head over there, the four of you. And uh, indeed, as you come up, it is a uh, it is a black man dressed as Baron Samity. He's got white paint on his face, uh, teeth drawn on. Yeah, he is smoking a cigar. Uh, and he is uh, basically like, you know, interacting with the, the people in the crowd and laughing with them. And they are showing him honor because he is Baron Samity. Okay. Then I guess I should show him some honor and I'll bow like the other locals. Well, now, this is something I don't see very often. White people. That's true. We're um, on vacation here. What and and I'm not Jamaican. I'm suddenly Jamaican. But, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so you know who I am, then. You are Baron Semedy. At your service. Oh, what do you do when you're not celebrating? Oh, uh, you mean when I'm not Baron Semedy? He says, I am a baker. See? Yeah, that's an impressive... You can see the guy's old. He's maybe in his 60s. He says, well, it's all in fun. Would you happen to know where the star pools are? What? I don't know what this is. Never mind. Yo... Uh, you you are not from here. Where are you from? Who me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm from New York. New York. That is a long way away. Long way for you to come for, uh, Fetgetti. Well, you know the the land is beautiful here. It's a uh, it's a very pretty landscape. Got great rum. Oh, yes, we got plenty of rum and other things, too. Anything you like, take your pleasure. I see, I see. And he uh, sort of does a little twist and turn and 
uh, he seems to sort of lose interest in you at the moment. Uh, there's other people around. What do you guys want to do? I guess we'll continue our walk to the farmlands. Okay. Right. If so we, we can uh, ask the the locals about the star publication. If we want to do some more uh, some more sightseeing, boss. You know, uh, Jack. You know, he mentioned that when he was doing his tourist ruse in a journal, he visited by the Notre Dame Catholic Cathedral and the uh, Palais National. Is that along the way, along our path? It's back in the main part of town. I see. So if that's in the more the more European parts, it's probably best to continue our path then. Yeah, we can hit it on the way back. Definitely was something that's worth seeing if we have the time. I mean, Jack said that the Palais looked like uh, the White House. Oh, well, Haiti has its very own White House. Seemingly so. Wow. So the the cemetery is actually pretty big. So you guys are still near the cemetery, walking around its perimeter. Uh, you were going to say something, Guy? Oh no, I just said why not about uh, going visiting visiting the uh, Porto Prince's very own White House. The sites. Oh, it's it's out of the way. We've already passed it. Oh, okay. That's why. That's why we can visit it on the way back. See if uh, try to re- retrace where Jack went. But it's really a shot in the dark at this point. Yeah, it's probably unlikely to to provide anything. But I mean, did he find know. this green stone at one of the star pools? He uh, found it. He found it out um, in the city, if I remember correctly. So he found it out. He found it in the street. Yeah, in the street. in the middle of the street, this cursed rock. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, ma'am, walk down enough streets, there's bound to be a cursed rock in one of them. I don't know what kind of streets you're walking down, buddy. Everybody, do a spot hidden for me. First roll of the night. Ooh, six. That's an O four. So that is an extreme. Well, Sean's got his eyes open. Got to make sure Sean, there's no threats to the boss. Sean, as you're walking along, um, it's the, you see other people in the cemetery also dressed up as Baron Samity. I guess it's a popular costume for the, the festival. But at one point, you see someone standing in the shadows of a tree. They are also dressed like Baron Samity. But this one feels different. He seems very casual. He is leaning up against a tree. Um, looks like he is once again smoking a cigar and maybe drinking some rum. Um, but, I mean, as costumes go, his costume's pretty damn good. Uh, and... You're not quite sure if that face is painted on or if it's real. Uh, it's 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 disturbing, more so than the other the old guy. The old guy's costume was you know kind of amusing, um, but he's got his eye on you. Hey, hey guys, there's that 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 guy there. He's he's got the really good costume, and it looks like he's watching us. 
Yeah, well, how many eyes? Two or three? Uh, He's got really... his hat pulled down like this. I mean, we do kind of stick out like a slave. You do stick out like a serpent. We do. I don't know, but he's just got that air of, 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 of casualness to him. Like he's really owning his look. Can I wave to him? Sure. Do that. Okay. Um. He, when you wave at him gives you the biggest, scariest-looking smile um, because it's it could be friendly, but at the same time, it's just... It, it, it kind of unnerves you. Maybe we should uh, keep going. Yeah, it's some, probably some other local in the costume, Sean. I mean, how many bear insanities are there in this town right now? Probably... 50. Yeah. Uh, what, that, you that, think that, that's uh, the, the real Baron Semity, Sean? I mean, probably not. I don't know. I don't know what he'd be doing here, but I mean, I don't know. He's creepy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and for that reason, I think that we should probably hurry on. I mean, why not talk to him? Because he's creepy as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm... Dirk, you get the impression that he was looking at you. You waved at him. Yeah. He looks around for a moment, and then he looks at you, and he kind of gives you a. Oh my god! <laughs> we can't. We can't leave him hanging. <laughs> I will. I will. I will walk over, and in my pocket, I will undo my switchblade, or my gun, even. It rips through the bottom of your pocket. No, I'll, I'll grab my. I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to my. I'll hold on onto my gun. Hey, is that a gun in your pocket? Or... <laughs> no, I. I'm just really happy to see you, guy. All right. Well, as long as this doesn't end up like a spider incident, let's just so, talk to this guy. So what you walk incident? over there. Are the rest of you going to stay with him, or are you going to let him walk over there? Oh, I'm, I'm walking over there. there. It's only about twenty feet. All right. Well, Dirk, you walk over to him, and uh, he's got that smile on his face that kind of, I mean, maybe it's your imagination, but it kind of looks like a predator, you know. Uh, but there's people around. There's things going on. There's noise. There's music playing. There's people in the cemetery all around. And he's standing in kind of a shady, uh, you know, out of the hot sun. And as you come up to him and he's smiling at you, he looks at you. He, you're getting maybe within five feet of him as he's looking at you with a, a quirky-looking smile at that point. And he goes like this. And this white powder envelops you. <laughs> and... Uh, you guys don't know how it happens, but he's not there anymore. And Dirk has been doused in this white powder. Boss? What the hell is that, Dirk? Is that, is that a sanity roll? <laughs> yeah, it's it could a be a sanity roll if you want. <laughs> well, let's hold the sanity roll for a moment. Oh, okay. As you guys are, what are you guys going to do? That was what the oddest interaction. Dirk, what just, the fuck? 
do I, can I I'm I'm gonna try to hold my breath and get it away from my air holes. Okay. Um what you know like this? Yeah, I just like wipe my face with a handkerchief or something. When you bring your hand up, when you put your hand in your pocket to get a handkerchief, you pull out another tarot card. Like Zoinks. Oh. I think that that probably means Ten of Swords. The fucked up looking tree. Isn't the Ten of Swords really bad? That was the outcome, which was the bad outcome. Yeah, ours, that we get your uh, Sean's drawing was right side up. It uh, signifies the outcome of pain and anguish, and there will be a desertion. So supposedly, uh, there's going to be a desertion that brings truth to us. Hey, uh, I don't know if this is really relevant, but you know, when we had that reading done, there were five cards that uh, she she drew for us. But, and now this is the fifth and final card that's mysteriously appeared in our path. I feel like that's like bad. <laughs> All of these tarot cards now. It might mean that we're out of time. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we know how much time we have. We have until Fet Getty. We also have our experience missing time every now and then. What the fuck is this stuff this guy blew on me? Is it poison or something? I'm going to taste it. Just give you a <laughs> I'm going to taste it. See if it's like Coke. Um, You taste it, and you think that it's just like um, corn flour. Oh. oh. Look, he was nice. some kind of street magician. Street pervert. <laughs> <clears throat> street, uh, street harasser. <laughs> you know, I sincerely hope that was the case. I mean, it can't be a coincidence. I found the tarot card the second he blew at me. <laughs> after after all we've experienced, I'm not so sure there's such a thing as a coincidence anymore. He's sitting underneath a tree, right? He was. I'm gonna look at the tree because there's a tree on the card. Is there anything like special about it? Doesn't look like it. Maybe it's okay. remotely sort of shaped like that tree on the card, except that it's got leaves on it and it's you know jungle instead of uh, all trees tentacles. are kind of gnarly looking. So why are we're getting all the same cards that we got in Sean's drawing, but they're all messed up? I mean, corrupted, evil. Do do a spot hidden hidden guys, a spot hidden guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got another O four. I don't know what's going on with these dice. That's good. That's good. You're you're L. you're Sean. You're you're the one who's looking for danger in all the wrong places. Um, Sean, you look over, and sure enough, you see those two uh, O and I guys. Hey, uh, don't look now, but looks like we got some goons on us. Look, if you want to confront them, like... I don't see... I don't get the point of going up and getting all musty with them. All I see is it's just smart to do the old turnaround in some alleyways and get them off our butts. I mean, we're heading to the farmers, right? 
which can just, you know, bob and weave throughout this huge graveyard and we'll lose them. Maybe we should talk to them. Okay, what do you want to say to them? <laughs> if you do. And they're probably what's just up? Okay, what's up? What so, are you doing following well, us? I'm sure they'll give us totally honest answers. They're, they're probably just a couple of goons. I mean, what are we going to learn from them? I mean, they're conspicuous because they're dressed as O&I officers. Hey, you up. I mean, how could they possibly... I I thought we lost them, though. How could they have... Well, I mean, we stick out. You know, I mean, we linger in one place too long. If they've got these guys, like, potentially, like, patrolling the city looking for us, I imagine if one of them, you know... We probably leave someone of a trail, you know? You go around and ask, like, hey, did a group of white guys in suits go through here? Are you going to approach them? I'll go up to them, yeah. Okay, Dirk. <laughs> I'm, Man, I'm, Kyle, you did make, you get this stuff off me? Well, you make that decision, and you take about three steps towards those guys, and you are all, all of a sudden, back in the hotel room. God damn it! Donna and Amy and all of you. God damn it. And two hours have gone by. So it's 11 a.m.? Yeah. Oh, and hey, that was, was so good. Oh, we it finished was... it at least. We, did... we got another card. Oh. Yeah. Show them, Dirk. I'll take it out. show them it's no, the no. ten of swords this that, that that is i think the first time that we've had missing time but it, it's weird that it, all it happened is that dirk started to approach those o and i guys and suddenly now we're here yeah, we weren't talking about anything strange or any of our past. Well, Amy and I weren't even with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... This makes me more skeptical of the military. I don't know, I'm probably just going fucking crazy here. We all are. I, I I have to do something. I can't just sit here. I'm going to ask the reception if they had any letters or mail to, to our rooms. All right. You're going to go downstairs? Yes. All right. Um, so you're you're heading downstairs. What are the rest of you doing? I'll go with the boss. Okay. You know, what what do you know, Dirk? Well, maybe we should, because we're having these blackouts, right? And we think that they're just random. Is that the going theory? Well, I... whoever said they were random. Well, that's what I was thinking. Not not knowing the cause and randomness are two separate things. Maybe we should, like, retrace exactly what we did from one of the blackouts and see if it happens again. Well, what I remember the most before any blackout occurred was 
finding blood in my pockets and seeing well, us all as don't recreate that wets. and then we came back to the hotel you had left after your uh, heroic intervention against the spiders Dirk showed them I've completely blanked that event out of my mind. I, I think I forgot it last time we blacked out. <laughs> I hope for your sake you did. Eight-legged bastards. So something outside of our knowledge and control seems to cause these blackouts to occur. What I am most concerned about at the moment is how the hell are we supposed to go out in the jungle to these star pools if at any moment we could wink away and come to back here? Hmm. Just like doing anything else that we've been doing, we just have to try our best. We can't seem to okay. prevent these situations. So wait a minute. What was the first blackout? The first blackout was on the first day we went in, we were in the hospital and then we were in the car. Yes. The second blackout was we were in the hotel. Donna and I were talking and you guys were, um, we were just in the hotel. And then... Oh, what was the third one? Um, I think it was after the tarot reading. We were getting the yeah. and we started talking about. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. We got the tarot reading and we were discussing it over lunch. And then okay. it was after the the visit to to the guy's house, Doctor Northeast's house. On the yeah. way back it was a black. And then and then this one that just happened. seem so what I don't know if they are on a schedule or not is it but possible I mean, that's that... what oh. oh go ahead I mean is it possible that we're being repositioned move maybe from... and 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 here's another thing wait wait a minute here's another thing every time we blacked out or almost every time we return to the hotel, except for the one time when we went to the car. So that's maybe not. I mean, do you think we have been brainwashed? Do you think there is something remote that somebody is doing, some kind of machine or radio broadcast? What What is... Keyword, maybe Queen of Diamonds. I'm gonna enter back into the room. That means I'm there too. So, uh, worked. No mail, I assume. No, we do have mail and a meeting. Oh. 6 p.m. tonight. And then I'll show the address. I'm not gonna say it out loud. 39 Boulevard Saline. Yes. Mark Dinkin, boss, we could be bugged and don't even know it. 
Well, that's still seven hours away. So. Well, I mean, if Dirk and Guy want to wander into the spider's web, go talk to Medwin. We've got his calling card. I mean, this is, I think this is a direct line to him. I can't think of who else would have an interest in cause. If, if you're right, Dirk, and there is somebody causing these blackouts on us on purpose. I don't know who else would be doing it except for Medwin. How would he be doing it, though? Oh, we went up to the ONI guys. That was the last one. So it could be they have some symbol. I don't know. If there was some psychological... Got- Wait a minute. Did we black out after we found the tarot cards? In the hotel. Was that after we had found one of the cards that we blacked out? There was a card in the bathroom. There was a card in the bathroom. I mean, it's a kind of a big gap, but then I remember with the the one in the hotel, we found that one in the book in the library. That's a pretty big gap between. Yeah, we didn't, we don't, we haven't blacked out immediately. Yeah. After finding them. So I was under the impression that we would black out if we're trying to remember too hard. That's what I, that's what I was thinking too, but th- that's the thing with this most recent blackout that's just so puzzling. When the when the blackouts occur, they happen to all of us, no matter where we are, because again, we were separated. Yeah. Only way that could possibly happen is if they were coordinated. Of course, it's also possible the trigger wasn't the O&I guys, but could have been the fellow that blew powder all over Dirk. Yeah. Yeah, Radio. but why would powder on Dirk affect all well, of them, including Donna and Amy? You we said radio, radio wave. I mean, if this voodoo stuff is all, if there's actually something to this, all bets are off. I mean, that could, that could just be the long and short of it. I mean, if magic is real and people can curse people mark them i mean perhaps it has to do with this supposed mark yeah okay so we figure who sits at that lake with the burning stars in the sky i mean half the city thinks we're cursed just by looking at us i mean so after the restaurant we blacked out after Northeast bungalow we blacked out. What happened after I was, I ran out, I ran out. Um, and you guys were walking. It probably wasn't, you guys were walking back. So it was something walking. Where were you walking? Were we in the same place down the street? We didn't see you, but this is what I said. We all had the impression that there was blood pouring out of our pockets and we could see a reflection in the glass and we all looked like silhouettes. Were you guys in the proximity to the same place we were just in? Like, is it proximity to some radio tower or something? No, because we... That was to the east, right? Or was it but to... We've also just, just blacked out here in the hotel. Yeah. That's true. The hotel and in the car. Um, 
Mm. Listen, besides Senegal, I feel like Medwin's really are a, a, the only other potential lead. I, I don't think just having a conversation with him and trying to figure out his involvement in any of this without coughing up really anything that we know would hurt. And we do have some time before we have to go to a meeting. Uh, yeah. As the strongest lead we've got. Like he knows about this cult. He's been fighting this cult. Senegal is the strongest. Yeah. The fact that we can just straight up send a phone call to Medwin makes it a bit more appealing than having to stroll into the military base. Yeah, we can demand to meet him somewhere like outside of the base. Oh, we don't even need to necessarily meet him. We could just speak on the phone. I, I, I think we should. Eric and I should be the ones talking to him because if if any yeah. of the Sterlings are present, it's gonna it's gonna change things pretty drastically. Definitely, okay. I don't think I, that you will. Is there fun in the room? I don't there think is. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I think we should meet with him in the military base, and I'll tell you why. I think the meeting probably won't be that productive, but if we can get in, this is risky, but maybe we could uh, snag a couple documents, find some stuff that he doesn't want us to find you're gonna break into a military base and steal that that's a that's a, that's well, a dangerous place to go messing around in sounds like he'd treason. be letting us in hey at least you won't be alone james i say we either call in some way talk to him call meet i don't know that it particularly matters but we should just play the angle of listen you know we don't remember anything, and we keep seeing your guys following us around the city. What's going on? Why are you doing this? Do you know something we don't? Obviously, you do. I mean, that sounds fun. I mean, worst case, he stonewalls us. Okay, so call him up then. Is there a reasonably private telephone somewhere that not everyone's? There's one in the lobby, but it's on the it's on the desk. Um, Just bribe them and use it. Oh well, I mean you'd be able to use it. It's just not very private. Yeah. Are there any O and I guys? Have we ever seen them in the hotel watching us? No, they have no reason been, to just be in the hotel. So they they've always just... been like sitting on a bench or dining at a cafe nearby. I don't think they've ever actually entered. Except that you have kind of determined early on that they may have searched your rooms. Yeah, that's true. They could have a plug inside. Yeah. Well, I'll just mad. Guy, why don't you pick up the phone and if anybody starts coming over, I'll mad dog them. Get them to <laughs> fuck off. You have fun with that. Jesus. I'm gonna yeah, pull out that calling card and dial the number. So you're gonna go downstairs and go and dial the number. Um, Dirk, you're going with him? Yeah. Hey, right. uh, I don't speak French. Could you just maybe ask him to give me some some space here? For... Sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh we miss your yeah, you you may use the phone there. You can sit around the corner on the table, be a little more private. All right, so the two of you have the phone. You are, there's the long cord. They used to have cords on phones, strange. Uh, uh, you sit around the corner with the phone. You dial the number. 
and you go through a little bit of rigmarole. You know, you're getting a, 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 a secretary, a male secretary, who, you know, has to shunt the phones around a little bit to get to him. And um, you know, he'll be with you in just a moment. Uh, and finally, Medwin comes on. He says, this is a Major Medwin. Uh, uh, who is this? Mr. Medwin, uh, Guy Randall, Colin. Uh, we met a couple of days ago on base. Yeah. So my partner and I are trying your part, to... Your, your partner and you? Okay. Um, where, do you know anything more? Do you remember anything? Is, is, I think that was where we left it off. Well, that's the problem. Not really. I mean, we no memories have come back to us. Um, but the reason I called you is, as we go around and try to piece together what we're even doing here on this island, I gotta say, it's pretty obvious the guys are following us around. Why? Mr. Randall, is that what you said? Um, look, I'm I'm in charge of things here, and uh, we, I mean, we, I, I'm going to be honest with you, we suspect you of some rather underhanded uh, sneakery. Um, we know that Sterling arrived, uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, and he didn't leave. He uh, did made an exchange with the military with the shipment from you know Sterling Industries, and then he just decided to hang around. Uh, claimed that he was on vacation, um, but we were kind of curious. You guys do sell weapons, and there are rebels on this island, and we were just kind of wondering if uh, Sterling is pardon my French, but fucking with us. And uh, and we lost track of him. So we kind of were have been wondering if you know where he is and if uh, and we've been watching you to see if you've got some sort of secret rendezvous with him. Sure, sure. The Sterlings have a reputation. I mean, it's not the first time they've been here. I, I guess they do. I, I couldn't, I, I can't argue with you on that. I don't, I don't remember anything, but do you have any information? Why are Dirk and I here? If they're doing something shady, why, why am I here? Why am I involved in this? Look, um, I, I don't really know what the hell your situation is. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to prevent problems here. You know, we've got, we've always got problems with rebels. I'm sure you heard in the newspaper years ago about the uprising of the, the rebels. A lot yeah. of, uh, I mean, they didn't stand a chance against us, but at the same time, it was quite expensive trying just to put down the rebellion and we don't want anything starting up like that again. Sure. So that's what our concern is. And until, until we can be assured that nothing funny is going on, then uh, 
I'm afraid we're going to keep surveillance on you. That's just the way so, it is. So what would it Can take, I? What would it take to make you feel that there is nothing funny going on here? I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know what you know. You don't seem to want to tell me anything. Well, it's not a matter of wanting to tell you anything. I mean, I, I, I woke up on this island. I don't know what I'm doing here. I mean, you had us in your custody for who knows how long. Kept passing out, which that's still happening, by the way. Um, so I don't know what I, I can't give you anything. But I am interested in well, then what, I'm not sure what I can do for you. Well, I'm asking you what circumstances could be met that your guys stop following me around. Because I, I don't know how to make them go away. I don't know. We're getting close to being convinced that you don't really know anything. Um, we've, we've, I've gotten reports. You guys seem to be wandering about and you know, just going to cafes. And I don't know why you're here. Me either. If I why? got on a boat back to New York, would you let me go? Can I go home? Not yet. I'm sorry. All right. Not until we find out what's going on. All right. I hear you loud and clear. If you if you, if you can tell me where Sterling is, then I will. Uh, you know, if you if you have any idea where he's disappeared to or run off to, I might be able to. You know, clear your name. He knows where well, Sterling is. Understood. Understood. All right. Well, I just figured I. would as a last ditch effort, just call you on this card that you gave me. Um, All right. Well, the, the thing still goes. If you want oh. to come forward with better information, then uh, then maybe we can talk. All right. I understand you, sir. Uh, I'm sorry you. for your. I'm sorry for your situation. I know it's difficult. Um, I was hoping that you would be. Uh, you know, uh, how are you feeling? Otherwise. Well, I do all right for a while, and then I wake up somewhere I don't remember going to. Same old story from before. Yeah, same old story from before. All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to tell me? No, I I was hoping that you would tell me more because I, I, I at a loss. But if I can, if I find out anything else, or if I need any other questions answered, I'll give you a holler. You know what my interests are. Those are my interests. I don't yeah. care anything about you. Right, you want this Sterling guy. I, I get it. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Take care. Yeah. Click. I don't know, Dirk. Maybe we should have told him where Jack Sterling's room was. Well, they know where the other two are. They could have just gone one more door over. They're not stupid. Well, clearly they are, because it doesn't look like they have uh, done too thorough of a search of it when we looked yeah, let's in. Let's go back up to to, to our room there, uh, uh, yours and my room, Dirk. All right. Okay. Do they not know who Sterling is? Maybe they never – they know who he is. Uh, yeah, I, I thought that they were asking about uh, where James Sterling was, but I guess they were asking about Jack. Um they're asking, do I, did I get the impression that he was asking about J James or Jack Sterling? You, just you Sterling. can tell me what your, what your impression was. Well, I mean, he was saying that Sterling, it sounded he like. He said that he got here a couple of weeks ago. 
So that yeah, so it's probably talking about Jack. Yeah, so if he's looking for Jack, he doesn't know he's missing. And he doesn't know anything about the cult or the human sacrifice. So we're probably in the clear on that one. Let's relay this information. Everyone needs to know. So yeah. Are we, are we clearing the ONI on knowing anything or? Well, let's have a discussion here. James, Donna, Amy. You you go back to your, you go back up. Yeah. You're Uh, all back together again. I called Medwin. I was, I wanted to get some more information about what he knew or what he was doing. I mean, it just, it sounds like what we were thinking. Before you continue, uh, James and Donna and Sean and Amy, it seems to you like Dirk and Guy left the room literally 10 seconds ago and they come back. Well, that was a quick phone call. I mean, they couldn't have even got down the stairs. I mean, is there what, what do you what do you mean you you talked to Medwin? You just barely left. No, I went downstairs. I used the phone down in the lobby, and I talked to him for I don't know five ten minutes. Uh, it's been like <laughs> ten seconds since you left. The room. I, I I look at my my clock, my watch. How much time has passed? Yeah, about ten or fifteen minutes. Oh my God, we're losing our minds. Well, why didn't I experience this? Well, you did. You experienced it when you were downstairs on the phone. Right, but I don't feel like I, you know, they think I was gone for like 10 seconds, but I feel like I was gone for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyways. And Dirk feels like it was 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. So I called him. I pretty much came right out and said, listen, why are you guys following me? I don't know what the heck I got to do with this. It, it sounds like it sounds like they're looking for Jack. They they just want Jack. I mean. <sighs> he kept asking me, where's Jack? Or, well, where's Sterling? But, I mean, through context, I'm assuming they was talking about Jack. They already know where I am. Yeah. I'm going to stand up and, like, turn a mattress over. Okay. Um, I I forget which room are you guys all in? Are you in Sterling's room? Or are you in Donna's room? We're all together. Well, we're together. I I don't remember where. Yeah, you can regroup in my room. Okay, so we'll say that it's in James's room. So Donna, you go over to either James or uh, Sean's bed. Donna. Yeah, I'm lifting the mattress up. Which one? Uh, James's mattress. Okay. Uh, You lift it up, and uh, there's nothing in between the mattresses. They have bugs back then? They have bugs? There's bugs everywhere. Yeah, you're in the tropical. I mean, like... uh, Oh, (laughs) sorry. I thought you meant insects. (laughs) (laughs) No, this isn't isn't the 1940s or 60s. You guys are in 1930. All right. Nothing that clever and sophisticated. Sure. There's only the people in this room that lost track of time. I want to go over to Sean's bed and flip it. Okay. You uh you don't find anything. No radio waves. If nobody device. if nobody stops me, I'm gonna be opening up drawers, closets. 
Sure, Donna, okay. what are you looking for? I can I'm, help. I'm just going to watch apathetically. Donna, what are you looking for? Do you, I can help you look. I Donna, don't. Do, oh. do a spot hidden. Yeah, you don't know. That's what you're I say. don't know, but I want to find out what I'm looking for, guy. All right. Hey, listen, I'm just a helpful blockhead. 22 is a hard success. Okay. You go over everything with a fine tooth comb and find absolutely nothing. There was never any, you remember at Northeast's cabana there, there was, you know, chicken or whatever hanging from the door. Like we didn't ever have something like that hanging in front of our door. Or anything. Nope. I'm just going to slowly start putting everything back. I'll help. Can I, uh, you think we need voodoo protection? What do well, you know? I'm all well, that's true. And we could talk to Josephine again, maybe have her cure our missing time. If she could do that, then she, I feel like she would have already, like, did well. Well, we never asked. Yeah, it would have been point. pretty helpful. I mean, if we and uh, that, they'll give us some time to kill before the meeting. Yeah, I mean, that's smarter than just sightseeing, so. Nothing wrong with sightseeing. That's how we got the last card. Well, I'm not so sure we wanted that card, <laughs> to be quite frank. Yeah, so, I mean, Donna, we... I'm going to say, too, that because you rolled well, you check your rooms and you check uh, Dirk's and uh, Guy's room. You don't find anything. Nothing unusual. Hmm. Right. Well, I want to see Josephine. Maybe she can give us some more information. All right. So, did you guys all go to Josephine, or did you? Were you we split up? up. You were split up. It was it was um, Donna, me, and Amy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, so is that what you're going to do, Sean and James? Yeah. If uh, we're going to split up, that's fine by me. We uh, since we didn't see her before, it might be smart to just you know just to help break the ice, bring someone who has already met her. You have already met her yourself. You just don't remember, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's meet up at the location at six. I don't. If I, if I don't return sooner. We don't all time teleport there. So. Sean and James, you are going to leave. What's everybody else going to do? You've got hours. I want to just sit down. <coughs> and just try to remember anything that I can. Okay. 
uh, Guy and Dirk and Amy. Guy's going to maybe spend some time reading over his notes on the tarot reading and trying to make sense, cross-reference it with things that have already happened that we think might happen. So I'm just going to be reading my notes. Okay. Amy and Dirk. I, uh, I remember I had a typewriter in my room. Sure. So I'm just going to go back and type up the events that's happened. Okay. Dirk. I'm going to go out and try to buy some sort of large gun, like a right hunting rifle or something. <laughs> well, you have vaguely heard a few references to the iron market. It's basically mm. the black. That sounds promising. Yeah, it was mentioned in Jack's <laughs> journal for a bit, I think. He said... Um, yeah, yeah. Later went to the iron market, the stench of rotting fruit, raw meat, and more pickpockets than he could count. I'm gonna I'll I'll go there then, I guess, and I'm gonna keep my wallet uh really, really close. Okay. Around sure your neck. Get, exactly. Right next to my huge guns. All right. So James well, and Sean, um, you head to the area of town where Mama Josephine is. Um, it still doesn't really seem that familiar to you. Um, maybe a little bit, because you were getting back your memory from before. Um, you go up to the front. As you recall, there are laundry girls doing laundry in the front, and the door is in the middle of the inside of the building in the back. You head there and uh, you hear the parrots all squawking loudly. And uh, as uh, you open the door, Mama Josephine's there. She looks up at you and she says, oh, you're here. Yes. We'll get back to you. Um. Donna, you sit down and try to remember. Amy, you begin to type something. And uh, Dirk and Guy, what were you going to do? Sorry. Oh, you, uh, Dirk was going to go to uh, Iron Market. Dirk, you have to ask some delicate questions to find out exactly where the Iron Market is. Uh, but once you do, uh, you find yourself walking up towards the entrance to the iron market guy you're trying to go over your notes about the cards and boom you are all standing on boulevard la saline uh and it's the sun is uh, kind of on the horizon going down look at my watch lost all day yeah it's all well, it looks like that didn't it's work like 545 were we followed? How will we know that we were followed, James? Well, I'm looking around. That's why. That's how I'm going to determine. Um, I really wanted to James pick up an Uzi. Spot, spot uh, hidden. Not they spot hidden. in the 30s? That is a hard. No, they didn't. You seem to have eluded anybody who might be well, following. Looks like you. we lost whatever tale 
while we were sleepwalking. Uh, do I have any extra weapons on me, or do I have any bereavement of cash at all? You tell me. Do you still have your gun? Do you still? Nothing's missing. Okay. Okay. So I so didn't. If you buy had it, anything. you still have it. Correct. I'm you don't. Ask you if you yeah. Buy a large gun at the market. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bust. No elephant gun slung around. I'm kind of curious. Like, what would happen if we go back to Josephine and ask, "Hey, do you remember earlier today what we said and did?" Because that well, will... I don't want. That will give us uh, an idea, Sean, of like what we're actually doing when we're in this state where we can't remember. True, but at the same time, what if we just try and speak to her again and then it just keeps happening? Hell, she could just be like dead. We don't know. That's that's true. That's completely true. Don't we have an appointment to keep? Yeah, I mean, I mean we're yes, 15 we minutes are, early, so and we we're here. at the appointment spot. You are in an area that is mostly warehouses. They look, uh, they look, you know, like warehouses. They're plain. They're simple. Uh, number thirty-nine doesn't look like anything special, except that um, the door, the entrance door, is kind of around the side. There's jungle around, and you can see there's a road leading down towards the ocean. But there are two black men standing on either side of the door, um, not like really at attention, but keeping people away. All right. I'm going to walk up right to them. Are they going to keep me away or are they just going to let me through wordlessly? They um, they they look at you as you come up and they've, they've got rifles. Yeah, they know who hands. I am probably. And uh, they... Uh, one of them says, uh, you know, in French, uh, what do you want? We got a meeting. I'm James Sterling. Um, they look at each other, and one of them uh, turns around and opens up the door and uh, goes inside and closes it behind him. And then after a couple of seconds, he uh, comes back out and he opens up the door and uh, sort of motions for you to go inside. Um <laughs> What about the rest of you? Well, I'm going with the, going with the boss. I mean, I walked up with him when he he strolled up. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know where I am. You're out there with everybody. You're all oh, standing right. in front of the. I I I know we're standing there, but I don't know like. I wouldn't know how to get back to the hotel from here, so I I'll follow. Okay. Guy, all of us in. They yeah, they're with be. me. Um, the guy looks at you funny, but uh, uh, he doesn't say anything. He goes back to standing, staring forward. All right, you step inside. You're in a warehouse. Um, you can see from where you are that there are crates of what look like flour and corn. Um, but you suspect that the flour in the corner bruises. Um, Sean, as you look, you realize that should a firefight uh, break out, there are lots of places to uh, dive behind. There are also a couple of Model A Fords that are parked in here, partially covered with tarps. 
um, there are two offices, uh, and you can see there's a, a bathroom at one end. Um, uh, and uh, you can do spot hiddens as you come in to see if you notice something else. That is a normal. Okay. Well, James, and those of you who passed, you might know a little bit about smuggling or you've read books about smuggling and the floorboards in this warehouse do seem like they could be removed. So there may be things hidden in the warehouse under the floorboards. Um, there is a desk. Uh, I'm sorry, there's not a desk. There's an office. Uh, but standing uh, in front of the office uh, is a, a man um, dressed in kind of camis, camouflage. And on either side of him stands another guard with a rifle. And they are standing much more military, like standing straight up and, and looking straight forward. And he says, well, finally we meet. Yeah, you were supposed to meet my son, Jack. Did you ever get to meet him? I never got to meet him. He was supposed to be delivering a, a shipment of guns, but uh, we haven't received any. What? Uh, where are the guns? Why uh, haven't they been delivered? I paid your company a lot of money. Well, first of all, Jack has been kidnapped by a cult. Then I'll let the, the silence speak for itself. What, what are you talking about? Star pools. Star pools, the cult. What uh, was the name a, of the Ashanti cult? of the the floating horror or whatever. And we need your help. And he, uh, I'd be happy to give you your money back, and you can have those guns for free. He he gets a very strange look on his face. Now you notice as you're as you're talking, uh, his two guards on either side. They seem disciplined. Their eyes are straightforward. But as you start saying that sort of stuff, they you know, they they look at each other, and one of them sort of leans towards uh, you, assuming Senegal's the guy in the middle, and uh, he says, uh, "He says, what the fuck is going on?" And uh, Senegal turns to him and just says, uh, "Not much time, I think." And he says, "So what?" Yes, we have until Fet Getty. You seem to know a lot about that. Well, I hired two investigators to help me. And we've we, been doing our legwork. He he looks at his two guards and he says, out. Like this. We and, need uh, your help. And they the, the two guards go out. And he says, come, let me, uh, let us talk about this. He says the the cult. He he takes. He's walking you a little bit towards his his office. He says the cult you're talking about. It's very very dangerous cult. They have plagued yeah. this island for years. They pretend to be voodoo, but they aren't voodoo at all. There's something much worse. He says uh, I, they've wronged me, Senegal. They've wronged me. I I believe you. Um. And he takes you into his office, and he says, yes, I I believe you. And he looks over at a shelf on his wall, 
and there is a skull, but it's not quite human. It has a third eye socket in its forehead, and the shape of the skull is more reptilian than it is human anymore. And he says, that there, that's my brother. What? So seven years ago, my brother was kidnapped and taken up to the star pools to be sacrificed to their dark thing. And I tried to go up there and rescued him, and I managed to get him away. But the cult found me, and they broke my arms, and they beat me senseless. And they took him back and told me that uh, if I ever came up there or interfered, they, he, they, would, they would destroy me. So uh, I pulled out a gun and I put a bullet through my brother's head, right through the eye. And so I thwarted them. But I have been in hiding. I have stayed away. I have... Uh, uh, this cult is, is extremely powerful and dangerous, and their leader is uh, King Kaleko, and uh, he is a very powerful, powerful wizard. I don't think there's any way to fight him except with magic. Do you know any magic? I don't play around with that sort of stuff. What about but Madame are... Josephine? Does she know any magic? You know Madame Josephine? Yes. Maybe. Maybe she will have ways to fight him. That's already been taken care of. Yeah. He looks at you and he says, there are very dangerous paths, but there are a lot of them to fight. Perhaps she can give you more than what she gave you. He offered us some protection, but she never gave us any means of offense. Well, she might know. It might be hard to get her to do that. She is a very good woman, and she doesn't like to deal in dark magic. But I'm well, we're sure going to put King Kaleko in the ground. You said something about the weapons. Oh, I'm Did happy to weapons? give them for you for free. And I, I have the address of them. You're welcome to pick them up. Do you know how much I want this, Senegal? As much as I would like to see them all destroyed as well. They killed my brother. They broke my arms. They threatened me my whole life. So we have an agreement. We have an understanding. Well, what's the understanding? That I tell you where the, where to go, where the pools are? I yes, and that. maybe you can get some of your men equipped with the firearms to help oh. us with this. Not so sure about that, no. We have our own fight, our own battles to win. I can spare two. Two to guide two you up. Two of your best men? Two to guide you up there, but they won't... They won't go all the way. They'll they'll take you as far as the the area of the, the star pools. Um, but uh, they won't. I don't think they'll go there. They have families. They have uh, people they love, uh, and the cult is very powerful. But if you 
if you could kill, as you say, King Kaleko, that would seriously, seriously damage their cult. And we might be able to follow behind and to wipe out the other members of the cult. Once he is gone, once his power is vanquished, then, then we might be brave enough to come up there and take care of the rest. At least it would take them years and years before they would manage to recover. So we Are kill they... the, the head honcho and you wipe out the scum? Yes, I would agree to that. It would be far easier to hunt them down, too. And they're not ingrained within the the towns and cities and villages. They're oh, they just are. all hiding up in the hills? They are. They're oh. everywhere. Then, do you do this every year? No. You mean this sacrifice? Mm. Until... Well, I, I don't know how they have managed it. I thought that their means of of causing this to happen. There was there was a stone that my brother had and he cut himself on it. And that was the thing that started his transformation. But I threw the stone away. That was seven years ago. I have no idea where it where it would be. Um, but the stone itself should call should give some protection against these things. It's uh, but if it ever fell into their hands, they would have the means to do this again and again and again and again. It would destroy us all. They they would take over the island. Then they would take over the entire you know Pacific. Then they would take over the rest of the world. So, to your knowledge, because you said you foiled them by killing your brother, to your knowledge, have they ever succeeded in performing this task? Well, the world would be over. So we think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I I haven't known about them they, they've supposedly been here for a long time supposedly they are part of a branch of a cult that that is world spanning but they're not in any way unified they're all power hungry and evil and uh they don't exactly make friends even amongst themselves everyone is waiting to get to the top position but king Kaleko has hold, held it for a long time because of his magic yeah so perhaps we'll pay a visit to madame josephine and see if there's any other secrets she'll give me before we go well there's no point in going to the star pools until um november 2nd and from the the distance from here i would say you need to be here at at least 6 p.m on the 2nd and it will take you a number of hours to walk up there, maybe four hours. We'll, my men will take you part way. And then you'll have to figure out what to do after that. So we'll be up there right at the end of Fet Getty, do or die. Mm, cutting it close. Can't I'll tell you what. Them. 
Well, it it would it would be midnight on uh, November, uh, at around midnight is when they would have the sacrifice. Just as the celebrations are winding down. But you won't save your son. I understand. You that. need to kill him. That's you why need, they must all you die. Need to, you need to shoot him through the portal, because if you just kill him, the thing will still come. If you oh. chop off his head, the thing will still come. You have to destroy the, the third eye. And bullets won't work on the, the king? They should. He's just a man. Oh, okay. I thought you said it's just he's. It's just he's probably going to pull. He's a sorcerer. Uh, what, wi- what wizards do? Cast fireball. Damn it! All right. Is there anything else useful that you can tell us, Senegal? And then I'll give him the location of the the guns. I'm thinking you are just crazy enough that you might succeed. I will have my men ready to rush after you if you come back down and tell us that you have succeeded. Yes. I've got nothing to lose at this point. Then we oh. have an uh, we have an accord. We have a, an agreement. I'll put my hand out for a handshake. I'll shake your hand. When he shakes your hand, this is just for fun. Um, you hear a noise like a growling that's coming from under the floorboards, not right underneath beneath you, but somewhere nearby. Fuck! What was that? Oh, that's just my pet. He walks you over towards the uh, the north side of the uh, of the warehouse, and he uh, reaches down and he pulls up some of the floorboards, and you can see that there is a drainage pipe uh, that runs underneath there, a big one, big drainage pipe, and there is a live crocodile in the oh. uh, in the pipe. He says, "This is oh. what I use to take care of problems." Oh shit. This is what I use to take care of problems, and I point towards Sean. <laughs> I, I wave my forty-five. He says, "Yes, forty-fives um, work very well." Um, so thank you. I'm. I hope that you can do this. You will be ridding our island of one of the worst plagues of all time. This cult. They fucked with us, and we're gonna fuck with them. All right, well, I see no reason to stay here any longer. Do any of you have any questions? We need, like, I know what we need to do. Sure. Once we're just alone with us. Where are the guns? <laughs> the guns oh, send them the address. Uh, it's, right. uh, they're at Labity Imports. Uh, we don't really have a means to get them to you, but if you can get them, uh, they're yours, buddy. Lot XXXXX. The site, rest of information. Right. All right. So you guys leave? Yeah. 
Okay, you're a little you're a little unfamiliar when you leave the place, but you know that Port-au-Prince isn't a huge place. So if you walk down uh, Boulevard La Salle, you'll eventually run into a road that you do recognize. And um, our impression is to meet them here at six p.m. on the second, and they will guide us. Correct. Okay. Two of them will guide you up. All right. Darn. So we don't even need to know, like, find out where the star pools are. We have one day. Or oh, the rest I, of the day. The first. Returning to Madame Josephine. Yes. Perhaps I can convince her to give me something a little more dangerous. So I have a clarification question about this whole greenstone thing. So if Senegal was able to foil the cult by shooting his brother in the eye, then why does Donna need to deal with this? There is something... According to Madame Josephine, there is some nightmarish thing that lives in the star pools. When they're doing their ceremony, this thing will be there. And this, pointing to my left hand, will allow me to influence it or control it in some way. I see. Yeah, we still got to kill the wizard, though, so... Uh, we got three priorities, which is, I guess, kill uh, the unfortunate Jack Sterling, kill the wizard, and then uh, hopefully deal with this creature. Donna, if Josephine is hesitating on telling you, just tell her it's for the good of the island, because this cult has plagued the island for who knows how long. I don't want to put a bullet between the eyes of You missed game. an item on your list, Dirk. Was that? What item? Item number four. Kill the new host. Yeah. Uh, sure. Sure. And I'm going to just very awkwardly back up towards Guy and hide behind him. <laughs> so just just to clarify, um, whoever finds the greenstone and cuts to himself becomes the host. Your brother became, or uh, uh, Jack is currently the host. So whatever it is that's inside of him is the thing that's going to come out on Fet Getty. Um, You've cut, uh, Donna's cut herself, so she's become the new host, but Mama Josephine thinks that she might be able to reverse that. Um, reverse or just stop or just well, slow she's down? Given, she's given Donna something that seems to delay it. She had me drink something. Yeah. The scorpion um, juice. Yep. But as to if it's happened before, it's legendary. I mean, the Ashanti warrior obviously fell prey to it. That was in Africa. The cults moved over here. And Senegal's brother obviously became infected with it, uh, but he got he killed. killed him. And Senegal didn't understand the significance of the stone at the time, so he just threw it away. Dirk, why are you hiding behind me? What? I, it's, you know, the shade, sunny. You know, it's like 8 o'clock. That's the height of sun, shine, so, hour. Not. So are you guys all yes. heading back to Mama Josephine? 
I, I think we should it. go to the iron market. Pick I'll up. go with I'll go with you to the iron market. All right. I think I can survive without you for a bit, Sean. I want to head to Mama Josephine as well. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure that guy will keep you in good hands. So we need to we need to get some more firepower. Yeah, you know what to look out for, Sean. So I'm more afraid of Donna at this point. <clears throat> okay. So we've got Mama Josephine and Iron Market. Okay. Um Amy, where are you going? Uh Mama Josephine. Mama Josephine. Guy. I'm protecting James. Okay, so we've got Donna and Guy and James and Amy at the Mama Josephine's. We've got Sean and Dirk, Iron Market. Okay. I should bring up if before we're going shopping, how did we with, with when it came to like reserving the spots at Labrie Imports? Was that three hundred dollars that took from us? Something like that. Okay. Yeah. So we still have a total of three hundred. So we've got a budget of probably a hundred to two hundred dollars we can spend at the Iron Market. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking, I was probably t- taking a hundred when I went there the first time. We'll say that we have 200 of it. That's fine. Okay, so Dirk and Sean, uh, you once again approach the uh, the the Marc de Fer, the Iron Market. Um, I'll tell you a little bit. It was built in uh, 1889, and the reason why it's called the Iron Market is because the structure is actually wrought iron, uh, so it's kind of fancy it's kind of used as a regular outdoor market um during the day but in the evenings you can find what you need uh so uh what would you like there's a lot of fruit a lot of rotting fruit a lot of smell a lot of cooking going on what would you like to find there's also a lot of i'm sorry i keep interrupting myself there's also a lot of voodoo stuff that you find as well um bones and things well what we have is that we have plenty of handguns but we've only got this one pump i'm thinking we kind of want to look for any like shotguns or long rifles see if there anyone's got any of those lying around which yeah it's a, a bit tricky but who knows okay yeah what do you say we look for a couple of bolt actions if we can get them if I could get my hands on a Lee Einfeld, that'd be nice. Yeah. So you, um, you're walking around, you don't see anything, but then you know that that it, you'd have to be a little bit under the table to to figure that out. So do you make some inquiries? Yeah, I want to kind of try and 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 play it smooth though, and be like, oh, I'm looking to, uh. Looking to do some uh, some hunting. Wink. How, how's your French? I have a fifteen in French, so I can do like basic <laughs> phrases and like some communication. Dirk, how's your French? Uh, I think I have a thirty. Okay, well that's good enough to get by. Thirty um, is transactional requests, I believe. I'd say you probably walk around for a good half an hour before you get somebody who, you know, 
refuses, you know, to, we don't have anything like that. But then as soon as you get away from them, they're like, get you back over to them. Um, they take you in a back area um, where uh, the guy pulls back a curtain and he's got a number of weapons. And Forge will do a spot hidden for me. Um, I might spend two luck to pass on that. I think I will. Well, I could spend a couple to make it a hard. No, just just passing is fine enough. Okay. I, I'm still going to spend to make sure I pass. I don't want to be oblivious. Okay. Well, it becomes really obvious these are shitty. They're they're not not very modern. They're uh, you don't even know how well they've been maintained. We weren't we weren't expecting to find amazing weaponry here. We've got to kind of like take what we can get. Okay. In Boku Money, give us good weapon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the price they're asking is way favor. too high for so the quality. Definitely inflated, right? Oh yeah. What's one of the rifles gonna gonna cost us? too much in your opinion however you can always barter or uh yeah this is probably the barter system uh, okay you can, you can do a luck roll could a social roll of some kind like persuade to... yeah you can do persuade sure fast talk would be really appropriate i have my fast talk is the same as my persuade so uh oh nope not a yeah. nope well that just means that you do bring the price down a little bit but it's still more than you would want to pay for the quality but it'll probably go bang if you pull the trigger all right damn um even even with that in mind i still think it's it's smart to 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 buy one of these rifles yeah, we're going to need something um, probably more powerful than a pistol. Yeah, we've got plenty of pistols. I'm I'm going to take a wild guess at what the overinflated prices. We can probably only buy one rifle, right? Probably. Yeah, uh, I Shit. guess maybe maybe rounded out by like buying. Actually, we have plenty of pistol ammo. Like we have like crazy amounts of pistol ammo. So I guess I'll just buy like I don't know several clips for the rifle as well. Um, probably buy a duffel bag while we're here, so I can keep it conspicuously hidden. Okay. Now you do have a duffel bag, so or uh, right. no, you don't. Uh, Dirk does. All right, do you, you can do that. Well, I'll buy all right. A so let's bag jump too. to the let's jump to the uh, the others. You guys approach Josephine's once again. There is the uh, the laundry. Uh, it's now probably about seven or eight o'clock. Um. It felt like a long walk, you know, and you find that you've, you know, gotten a little dusty from the uh, the road and so forth. But as you come up to the cleaners, uh, they let you in as they've done before. And uh, you step down the hallway, you can hear the uh, the parrots once again squawking. And as you, uh, you open up the door and step inside, Mama Just Josephine looks up at you and she says, here again 
Uh, yeah, I actually have a question. I blacked out again right as soon as I greeted you last time. What did I do after? Well, you didn't do anything. Did I just leave? You you just left with a strange look on your face, like you'd okay. forgotten something. Thank you. But now we're here for your services once more. What can I do for you? We had a meeting with Senegal. And he told us of a man at these star pools, a king, King Kaleo. Yes. Very dangerous, we, man. Yes. We were wondering if there was anything else beyond what you've already done. And I gesture again with my gloved hand to help us confront this man. Yes. Do you have any offensive voodoo? She says because have... we we are trying to get rid of this cult from this island, and we do have Senegal's support. I have a reputation, you see. I can't. It's it's not a matter of just bending the rules because uh, you know perhaps you will say nothing, uh, but there are. There are always the spirits watching. You should know. You should realize that now. There's spirits all around us, and I have a reputation. Um, I mean, a reputation wouldn't matter at all if the world ends because we failed to stop King Kalenko. And we would like to see that cult gone. There are two things I can do for you. The first one is very dangerous. If you, I need you to promise me that you will do everything possible to bring it back to me. And she turns to the uh, box that she pulled down before and she takes the, she takes the green stone she doesn't take the stone. She opens up the box. You see it once again. And she rummages through her things, and she pulls out like a leather cord, about like that long. And she, uh, you, you now notice that there is a hole on the top of the stone. And uh, she says, you can take the stone, wear it around your neck, and that should render the creature completely immune, and you should be able to take control of it. It'll give you additional additional power against whatever Kaleko, King Kaleko tries to do to you. I will wear it. The other thing mm -hmm. is there are Loa that are evil. They're Baka. Um, they don't care about human life or things like that. And they are dark and they are extremely knowledgeable in the ways of what you call defensive or uh, uh, attacking uh, magic. I could teach you how to summon one of them. 
but I warn you that they extract a price. And uh, the more you ask, the more price they ask. Well, tell me how to do this and give me the stone. I will wear it. Not okay. James. Fine. Okay. So, Donna, you're wearing the stone. So she says, this will take a bit of time, but I will show you what to do. And uh, she explains, she she basically, you know, sits there with you and teaches you a ritual. And this ritual will be called, we'll call it Summon Baka. And there's ingredients and there's things that you have to do. And uh, you need to have a quiet place. Um, you have to block out the light from you know, the windows and so forth. And she says, of course, you can't do this here because this is a place of protection. But whatever will come will ask you for a price. And if you pay the price, then it will... It will give you the information you need. If you need something powerful enough to uh, attack uh, King Kaleko to counter his magic, then it will teach you that. Understood. Thank you. Come back. Bring the stone back to me when you're done. Of course. I hope the Aloha watch over you and keep you safe. And uh, good luck. Thank you, Madame Josephine. We will do good. We will do right by your, your island. She, the final thing she says is, I can sense that you are surrounded by strength that you don't even understand. And... Uh, you sh you may be successful. I hope you are. And then you leave. And boom, you're all back in the hotel room together without being able to remember how you got there or when. But when you look at your clocks, it's at least two hours have passed. So what, it's like 9 p.m. at night? Yeah. 9 p.m. on the 31st. On Halloween. Ooh. Yeah, and there are, you can hear people partying and, and stuff going on. And I think, well, I mean, you can think for a few minutes, but we can call it quits pretty, pretty soon. Hey, guys, look at this gun I got. Man, that's worse than the muskets that Sterling was using. I mean, uh, Senegal was using. Well, it's something. Yeah. Well, you you have a shotgun that you disassembled, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've got we've got a we've got a well, we put the, the shotgun together already. Okay, that's gonna be it's gonna be good use. How many oh. uh, how much ammo do you have? We had, uh, we had a lot in the lockbox, right? Yeah, lockbox. We have uh, plenty of uh, shotgun and pistol ammo, and I bought some some rounds for this rifle as well. We shouldn't have to worry about it. I mean, we can we can raid the bar for uh, fire bombs. Oh, that's a good Whoa. point. 
make some Molotovs. That's some dangerous business. I'm no, I was just never like good at days, baseball. Sean. <laughs> I know some buddies that, you know, made car bombs back in the day, but oh, that's a, a bit out of my expertise. Just a reminder, you're gonna have to carry all of this with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there, there why are, I brought a duffel bag. There's six of us. There's six of us. We can all that made weight. Mr. O'Neill, you had friends that made car bombs. You wouldn't happen to be uh <clears throat> in a certain well, Irish organization, would you? Well, I am Irish, so uh you know, just just put two and two together here, buddy. I don't need to the, f- the free republic. The free republic. Oh god. Great. I mean, how how do you think I met James? Let's be real here. I don't even want to know. All right. That's a really good spot to end it. And uh, we will take this up uh, either later in the evening or in the morning if you want to get ahead to uh, Fet Getty. Uh, I wrote down the time it was so that way we don't forget at the start of next game. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll work it out. Our players included Morgan Llewellyn, Sham Sabin, Alex Sun, Max Meltzer, Julian Arba, and and, uh, Dan DePolis with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a secret. We have a disc. Boy, my language. I've only read this like 4,000 times. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel. and Punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck, good gaming.